something wrong with the world today I don't know what it is Something's wrong with our eyes We're seeing things in a different way And God knows it ain't his It sure ain't no surprise yeah, We're living on the edge So, uh, welcome to episode one of uh, Living on the Edge. I'm uh, Justin Schaefer. And I'm Patrick Lynch. And uh, this is a podcast about um, what I believe many consider to be the most, um, well, definitely the most important band in America, but also maybe one of the most important songs ever written. Mm -hmm. Um, I agree. I mean, everybody probably already knows this, but we're talking about the bad boys from Boston, Aerosmith. That's right. That is correct. You know, uh, hell yeah. Everybody knows uh, Love in an Elevator, certainly. Um, oh, yeah. Perhaps their classic uh, collaboration with uh, Run DMC, mm-hmm. where they do Walk This Way. Um, yeah. What, uh, a Dude Looks Like a Lady, also yep. uh, another classic song that you hear a lot. You're um, just ticking things off. Yeah. So, but we dream figured, on. Uh, yeah, Dream On. Come yeah. on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good uh, one. Some might say uh, that they're so eclectic that they are the golden corral of music. Yeah, like I would, you go there and you get a little something of everything. You got your rap, you got your blues, you got your bebop and rock and blues. You know. Yeah, and I feel like um, if you know you you get too if you you know once you get full, I believe that at a Aerosmith concert you can probably pay a dollar ninety nine to take some with you. Um, you yeah, know, they probably got home. like downloads or something. Yeah, I'm get sure. A subscription to Amazon Music. You know, you go on uh, iTunes, you get like three of their songs for two bucks. That's you know? a deal you can't walk away from. No, I don't think that you should either. I think that you should continue walking down that path and take as much as you can from it. Um, just like at Golden Corral. Mm hmm. Yeah. So, Aerosmith, we, Justin and I, and I know you are too, listener. Um, obsessed with Aerosmith. Yeah, they are they're just uh I, I mean words can't even describe how much I mean where were you everyone remembers where they were the first time they heard an Aerosmith song. Where where were you, Justin? Yeah, I want to say um I was in I, I can't remember exactly how old I was, but uh my mom owned uh, an AMC Gremlin uh when I was a child. And I the, remember, the Wayne's World car? Yes, the Wayne's World car. Um, okay. Which, Solid. There's That's some, pretty choice, bro. There's some d- debate as to whether that was a Gremlin or a Pacer, but I remember it being a Gremlin. Now, a lot of people say it was a Pacer, but I don't know if it was or not. And then I feel like if I go watch the movie and it turns out to be a Pacer, I'm going to be very upset. And yeah. I feel like I'm in that... Um, Berenstein, Berenstain Bears uh, situation where everybody thinks that we live in an alternate universe now because they all remember things being spelled a different way, but then turns out they weren't. Um, yeah, I, I've heard I've heard of that theory, <laughs> and uh, you know, I, I kind of felt like I didn't know the difference between Aerosmith and Cinderella for a while. They they they're very similar, but then like. You know, I woke up and I realized the error of my ways. Like, they are clearly different. Right. Just because the lead singers are both kind of skinny guys with black hair, like, and kind of they seem the same music, um, one is clearly better, and it's Aerosmith, and that's how you can tell them apart, is like, who's the better band? Well, yeah. Aerosmith. Um, Like, if we did a quiz, and it was like, okay, out of out of these two, like, who who's better, uh, Aerosmith or Rolling Stone? Mm-hmm. Uh, who's better, Aerosmith or, or Led Zeppelin? Which they are referred to as the American Led Zeppelin a lot of times. Yeah, I can see why. I mean, they've got classic things. So what we want to do, I mean, besides share our love of Aerosmith with you listeners, we want to really um, kind of break down their catalog 
But we're going to start with the best song first. You know, some people say, oh, you shouldn't start with the best song. You should start, you know, chronologically or something like that. Well, I feel like those people are very short-sighted. They don't have any vision, you know? Like, we want to kick it off with a bang, just like Aerosmith. Exactly. Like, this. consider this the pyrotechnics of the show. Yeah. That, that, yeah. It's kind of like um, we're, we're really shooting the grand finale off uh, first. Um, yeah. But that's you know, what everybody's there for. Right. Exactly. So it's like, I feel like you, you get the grand finale, and then you can just go home if you want during it. Like, beat, yeah. the, beat the traffic, you know? Yeah. That's, not, I mean, yeah, that's, uh, that's, so that's where we're at, people. Um, we just want to do that. So, like, my thing was like, uh, when, in, in, um, I think in San Diego or whatever, when uh, like last July Fourth, when they accidentally set off all the fireworks at one time mm-hmm. for their big uh, citywide celebration, and I was like, no, yeah. I mean everybody was like mad because they didn't get to watch a whole thing, and it's like, no, that's what you want, right? Like, you want to see all the fireworks, right? But yeah. if you get them all you at will. once, then it's even better. It's a great yeah. deal. Why would you <laughs> want to spread spread it out? I mean, like you like. You paid for five pounds of sugar, and you got five pounds of sugar. Right? Yeah, I it, and also it's like it's like also I have shit to do. Like, uh, can yeah. I just like, yeah, I want to see fireworks. Of course I do. Uh, yeah, but I also need to get to the grocery store. So like, can we get this over with so I can go mm-hmm. before everybody I else also shows up? Gotta and, listen to some Aerosmith. Yeah, I need to. Um, okay, the only time I'm going to agree that like you should set, you should just shoot the fireworks off in order is if it's set to Aerosmith songs. Then fine. <laughs> Yeah, you and know. That, that oh man, that sounds like a real. Maybe we should do that for Fourth of July next year. Yeah, I mean, like have an Aerosmith <clears throat> themed Fourth of July celebration. I mean, there's no other word for it. Celebration. Yeah. Extravaganza, maybe. Oh, that would be yeah. I feel like um, a Smith extravaganza, if you will. Ooh. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Uh, so we'll talk about that. Okay. We'll talk about that in a little, maybe yeah. in another yeah, yeah. episode, maybe when we're sure. getting closer to the time. But for now, let's, let's start talking about their greatest hit. Uh, it's from the nineties. That was a 93 album. Get a grip. Yeah, I believe That's so. What, that yeah. where we're at. And then, uh, we're going to go with, uh, living on the edge. Yeah. It's the, um, I believe the the seminal classic, uh, by, by Aerosmith. Yeah, genre defining, I believe, is what they uh, say about it. Yeah, that's and, and I, I don't disagree. No, I, I believe that it is. Um, I mean, I feel like it, it defines a lot of genres, maybe even its own. Uh, when mm. you listen to it, yeah, mostly because uh, you can't really pigeonhole it, you know. Yeah, it's impossible. It's a square peg for our round holes. That is correct. Uh, mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, Steven Tyler's just, he doesn't care. He's just going to shove it in there all he wants to. Yeah. Whether it's his, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he, he kind of does what he wants. He's a bad boy from Boston. It's true. It's true. Him and, um, you know, Joe Perry, they're always hanging yep. out together. Um, yeah. And those guys from Godsmack, they're also from Boston. Yeah. And that's, I feel like um, at some point we can do like a spinoff. Uh, like Smackcast because I really, you know, they're they're just they're a great band too. I mean, they're yeah. no Aerosmith. Ooh, but it's like they have cited Aerosmith as an influence, so it's almost yeah. You're right. It's like a spinoff. Maybe we should do spinoffs of all the bands like Buck Cherry and Lit and stuff. Oh, that would be great. I, yeah. Um, I love the cocaine. I love the cocaine. Yeah, you like that? I like that song. Uh, yeah, I like that song because good. it reminds me. Uh, to buy cocaine, mm-hmm. because it reminds me of how much I like it. Yeah, because I'm all lit up again. I also, I mean, it's like kind of like, you know, there's all, all those bands really have like, um, they're good ways to live your life. You know, they they give you good advice. Mm. Um, Great. Like you know the song "Crazy Bitch" by them. Oh and hell like, yeah! Obviously, that song has very good advice in it, where Be- it's like. You know, you shouldn't care about someone's mental illness as long as they can have sex good. Yeah. That's well, that's I, a life lesson that we should all be taught, like, in middle school. Yeah, I, I agree. Well, I think even before that. Maybe we could get a handle on this, like, 
mental health problem that we have if we just did that. I think it's definitely a step in the right direction, mm-hmm. you know. But, um, yeah, I mean, I just feel like they, they have a lot of good, good strong messages. But we're not really here to talk about them today. Yeah. We will be at mm-hmm. some point, of course. But Yeah, we're here to talk about Living on the Edge, the best Aerosmith song. Right. And we're going to do... I don't know. You guys have probably heard and seen these uh, podcasts like the Star Wars Minute and there's another one that I can't think of at the moment. But where they they break down something minute by minute and really talk about and and really suck all the marrow out of the bone. You know what I mean? Like just all the life right out of this artistic thing. Like just really run it into the ground how much it is awesome. Yeah, like... If you see that kind of dead horse, they, they just beat it and beat it and beat it until it's yeah. no, nothing but like a soup of just hair and right. blood. Who wants a dead horse laying around? Yeah, nobody does. But yeah. everybody does want a blood puddle lying around because it's interesting and it's a conversation piece. Exactly. I, I mean, I can't agree with that statement more that everybody indeed does want a blood puddle. Actually, that sounds like a pretty cool name for a band. Yeah, probably, but, probably influenced by Aerosmith. Yeah, I mean, oh, absolutely. There's no doubt about that. For sure. So we're going to take this song and we're going to break it down minute by minute. We're looking at a six-minute song. So that's six episodes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Six-hour-long episodes. Now, now my thing, um, what I... I did, do we try and fold that last nine seconds into the last episode, or do we just, well, or do we do Frank, a, a seventh episode about those last nine seconds of the song? Well, I mean, if you're asking me, uh, this is what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say that those last nine seconds might be worthy of two podcasts. Oh, I can agree with that because there's a lot to examine in the last nine seconds. Is um, oh God! You know the the it's guitar like ringing it, out. Um, oh, I'm sorry, I, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, that's all right. I mean, it's cool. We we're both ex- really excited about Aerosmith, so it's we're going to talk over each other at some point. Right, right. Sorry, listeners. Go ahead, Justin. Um, no, I I, I was just say there's a lot to uh, you know the the guitar ringing out. Um, you know his uh, his scatting towards the end is very interesting. Oh, sure. Um, Classic Steven Tyler scat. You know, ultimately, our goal should be to get uh, Aerosmith on here because I'd really like to ask them. I'd like to ask him about where, you know, he got that um, that idea from to scat all the time like that. Yeah, yeah, Uh, that'd be great, man. I don't know if I could handle talking to him or not. I mean, I I feel like uh, I would be very. excited and uh probably at least slightly aroused about what's going on um but i have a lot of you know uh i I like to ask him about how he's getting into country music now um if you haven't heard his uh, oh really yeah if you haven't heard his country song it's very it's very good it's very good but it's just like anything else that he does you know yeah just the greatest you mean yeah exactly yeah so I guess uh, you know. Let's get into this. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about living on the edge. Okay. Um, so uh, I feel I guess the best way. I mean, everybody's already heard the first minute because I played it at the beginning of the show. Um, okay. So it's it's good. Uh, everybody's kind of got a reference point to start from with us. Um, okay. And then you know you just kind of want to do we want to just go through the lyrics or. Well, let's just see where it takes us, man. Like, I I think the first thing I want to say is right out of the gate, just like every Aerosmith thing, right out of the gate, they're already hitting us with some deep shit, what they're saying, living on the edge. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. It's like, what are we going to be talking about? We're going to be talking about an action, living. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Where is it going to happen? On the edge. Right. And, uh... As we all know, edges are uh, uh, can be very dangerous things. I mean, unless it's uh, the guy from U two, and then yeah, he's not um, so dangerous. He's not, but he doesn't seem very dangerous. But then again, he is from uh, Ireland, so maybe. I mean, what I've is that heard. Supposed uh, to mean? Well, just you know, you hear a lot of bad stuff about those people, so um, just feel like yeah, that's true. 
I, I, I do know what you're talking about. Um, I just kind of wanted to play that holier than thou card. Yeah, you know? I, I understand that, and and that's fine to do because we're uh, we're white American males, and we can do that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, if there's ever a time where I can take the moral high ground, I will. Yeah, and I think that's um, it's it, it's much easier to look down upon people from the moral high ground. Right, and I think yeah, I think any time uh, you can build an ivory tower of any sort and climb into it, and then sort of um, cast aspersions on other people, mm-hmm. uh, I think you should do it. You should take any opportunity to do that. Mostly, I mean, I, I know if there's people from uh, other countries and stuff that listen to this, then they won't understand. Uh, maybe uh, that they was because their culture dictates that they shouldn't do that, and it's like, well, maybe that's why you live in such a shitty place. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you don't, because so, you don't live in America, so you don't understand that. Like, you're supposed to do that as a human being. Uh, at the most, you're supposed to do it because then it teaches other people that there's someone better than them, mm-hmm. and uh, they need to be taken down a peg a few times uh, a yeah, year. Yeah, a definite de-pegging. Yeah, I just feel like um, you really should uh, try your best to just. Just shit all over everybody else uh, until you're forced to agree with them. Yeah, I mean, ideally. Yeah, just I I uh, just have one question about the ivory tower. Uh, mm-hmm. Not to go back too far, mm-hmm. but uh, is it locally sourced ivory? Oh God, no! What? How are you going to locally source? I no, no. We go first of all to go and get ivory. Well, like I, I, sh- I guess I should say, is it responsibly sourced? Um. No. Well, I don't even know what that means. What do you mean is it responsibly sourced? Well, I mean, like, you don't go out and, like, like take it. Like, I mean, if there happens to be a dead elephant and there happens to be ivory there, then then you it's cool, you know, as long as you don't see how it died. Oh, I mean, I don't you know. kill it myself, but I definitely pay someone else to do it. Right, but you don't watch it happen. So, right, no. for all you know, the the elephant could have just fell down. Yeah, I mean, uh, absolutely. Fell down and uh, had a... Could be sleeping. Yeah. Uh, could Yeah, could definitely be sleeping, uh, yeah. you know, breathing through a bloody hole in its neck, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. And what do they need the ivory for anyway? I need a I mean, tower even more know than what, they need to, like, you know, do whatever it is they do with and it. That, that's my thing is, like, I don't even understand why everybody gets so upset because it's like, the ele- elephants don't build pianos, right? Like, no. They don't do anything with that. Like, what's the most they're going to do with that? Like, the only cool thing they could possibly do with it is impale somebody with it. And even then, they're not doing that because they're gentle creatures. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, get out of here. You know what I mean? Like, why even evolve the defense? I mean, not that I even believe in evolution, but I'm saying, like, there's a lot of people who say that happens. But, um, you know, why? What's the point of it? If you're not going to use it for something awesome, like stabbing someone or, or building a piano and playing it. I definitely couldn't tell you. Yeah, I I don't get it. I don't get it, but... It's beyond um, me. You know what I do get? What's that? I get why this song is so awesome. Yeah. uh, Okay, what what do you think... What do you take away from the first minute of this song? Like, overall, or just, like, second by second? Um, Because, I mean, I could talk about this song forever. Let's do overall and then break it down. Okay. Overall, I just feel like... It's an uplifting, uh, you know, song about what what's going on. You know, like the, we all know there's something going on. Mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. can't quite put our finger on it. Yeah, but like we know it's some ambiguous. It's just this ambiguity that really speaks to me. Yeah, like you're looking around and you're like you're like, well, I know something's happening, but what what is it? Yeah, you just feel like shrugging your shoulders all the time. Yeah, because you're just like, what? Like, what? What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I agree. I mean, that's you know that I feel like I I do that a lot anyway. In, yeah. In this what that you in, shrug your shoulders a lot. Yeah, uh, I have, but I have a lot of sciatic nerve damage, so you know. Well, yeah, that'll happen. Um, I'm sorry to hear that. I didn't really know that you were still suffering with that. I thought it was just like a limited thing that you had. Well, I mean, I did get. Uh, well, no, I think what you you misunderstood was I, um, was what you got the limited part from was that I was driving, uh, limited edition um, 
Eddie Bauer uh, Jeep Grand Cherokee, and I wrecked it, and that's when I got the nerve damage. Oh, you know what? Come to think of it, you're right. I only like half listened to what most people say. Right. Uh, you're no exception. And I, uh, and I completely uh, respect that because I think that's what you should do. Because like, how much information are people really putting out there? Yeah. You know Too much I mean? sometimes. Yeah. Um, well, like I said, sorry to hear that you got some feet problems or whatever. That's okay. Um, so hey, we, we all have I, our cross to bear, you know? Yeah. I, I like how this song starts out with a classic arpeggio, like with some, some effects on Joe Perry's guitar. You know, Joe Perry, he's the guitarist, and he does a lot of backing vocals, and and uh, he just starts out with that classic. It sounds like you're in Egypt or something. Yeah, and and, and it's just like it's just like this is really again with the ambiguity thing. You don't know what note he's gonna play. Is it gonna go up? Is it gonna go down? It's just like what? Yeah, and then um, they have like those drums, the drum that kind of sounds mm-hmm. like a like a. I feel like it's an homage to like Native Americans, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, you got Joey Kramer back there on the cat skins, just boom, boom. Yeah, it's pretty great. It's like how can you not? And there's like a little shimmy, like a like a maybe it's a uh, tambourine or whatever. You know mm-hmm. what are those called? Tambourine. Yeah, tambourine. I think. Well, I mean, you know, uh, Stephen Tyler is well known for for his harmonica and also his tambourine. He does. Um, he does seem like somebody that would be jangly with metal at all times. Yeah. Like whether That's, it's well, earrings or necklaces or scarves or rings or like I, I feel like he's probably got a big key ring too that he carries around that he tries to look cool oh, and achieve well, looking cool. He is a um in his his off time, not that they have much, but you know, he is a janitor. So Oh, he is? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where where's he been a janitor? Uh at? he works at the um Boston Penitentiary. Oh, Interesting. That's that's where it gets a lot of ideas for his songs and stuff because he's always talking oh. to prisoners and like he's really getting out there, uh, you know, um, learning the different different sides of the world and everything. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. Also, uh, fun fact that Mr. Tambourine Man, that song was written about yeah. him. Was written about Steven Tyler. Mm-hmm. You're kidding, right? No, I'm not. No, I'm serious. Yeah, it was. Whoa, it really was. Yeah. That's. That is nuts, man. That is a nuts fact. I did not. Wow, man. Yeah, it's because he used to, um, when he was a child, he would play the tambourine on the street, like busk, you know, busk for money. So, like that um, bakery in Cincinnati? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he would, uh, he would, uh, put like a, like a smiley face like that on his, um, like those cookies. On oh, his is that why they do the cookies? Mm hmm. Yeah, you didn't know that? No, dude. I just thought they were just a smiley face cookie. I didn't know it was about hell yeah, dude. That's getting me yeah, pumped up. Because See, everybody does love Aerosmith. Because I mean, well, that's what yeah. happened was so he was out there and um, you know, he was bu- busking for or playing on the street for money, you know, and then that's the word busking means. And then yeah. um at the same time, both Bob Dylan walked by and uh gave him some money and uh you know, he really he really liked him, and he stood there and watched him for a while, and then he wrote Mr. Tambourine Man about him. And then um, the guy, uh, Mr. Buskin, who owns Buskin Bakery, um, he actually didn't have that bakery yet, but then he saw him with that smiley face uh, tambourine, and he was playing it, and he asked him what he was doing, and Steven Tyler was like, I'm Buskin, and he was like, no, I'm Buskin. Um, and then they like had a real misunderstanding, but then later on laughed about it. And uh, he really liked that design for the smiley face, so he went home and he was like, "Oh, you know, I, I want to do something with that." But he didn't know exactly what, and that's when you know he kind of figured out he should have a bakery. Wow, yeah. uh, I'm I am floored at that. I never knew that. First of all, yeah. Second of all, it's just like I'm learning so much about a band that I already love. Like I'm learning more facts, and it's like, yeah, dude, I just want to like. I don't know, man. I might get a tattoo or something. I think, um, what, like, would you get, like, an anchor or, um... Well, it's got to be something Aerosmith-related. Oh, I thought you were just speaking in general. No, uh, maybe I get, like, their logo, like, tattooed on my arm or something. Maybe, maybe on my wrist so I can always see it. Yeah, that would be kind of, um... So I can always be remembered that, hey, we are living on the edge. I think you should get... 
Uh, a back- Maybe, <gasps> I just got it, dude. What's that? It just came to me. Okay. I will tattoo the words of this song on my rib cage so that I can remember them. Oh, that's a really good idea. Yeah. <clears throat> Hell yeah, dude. I just got to Oh man, that's I'm I'm really excited. Like I almost want to just stop the podcast right now and go do it. Maybe we could do that for one of the episodes, man. Just record me getting the tattoo. Yeah, I I feel like people like that a lot too. Like they yeah. like uh sli- I'm sure the buzzing noise of yeah. the thing won't be a problem. They like, like we'll just they like slice of life things, but and like we won't even have to talk the whole time. It'll just be oh, the noise yeah. of you getting a tattoo. Yeah, and and we could just like have them play Aerosmith in the background the whole time. Like play well, the song. I mean, why wouldn't they be at a tattoo parlor? Fuck yeah. Like if anybody's living on the edge. I'm not gonna be a penthouse popper. No, I, you know, I like what you do. I like what you do yeah. that. Yeah. It's good. Um, so like I was saying, this song starts out with that classic arpeggio, right? It's like and the and the you said the drum kicks in, yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. And then Steven Tyler does what he does best and he unleashes some mind blowing, just life changing lyrics right off the bat. You know, and I like how he's like um enunciating the words so much. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, it gives them power and weight, right? Yeah, and it just feels like uh, he's really talking directly to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, he's like, hey, there's something wrong with the world today. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you're like, I agree to that. There yeah, is something. I mean, it's kind of like, again, it's a timeless statement. In some ways, it brings us together. You know, It's like right. there's something wrong with the world today, and, and everybody that's listening, no matter whether you're white or black or liberal or Democrat or whatever, you know, it, what I'm trying to say is even the the dumbest of libtards can understand yeah, I'd, that. Well, I mean, I'm just surprised that like I didn't. You know, among the many talents that he that Steven Tyler possesses, I really didn't know um, that he could see into the future. You know, like mm-hmm. I didn't know that he would write a song about like our current situation, um, right. about how there's like a major threat to our, our our security and safety that wants to be in the White House. Talking about Hillary, of course. Um, and, and then I didn't know that he, you know, would know that or be able to see that. But again, you know, he's just a forward thinking kind of, um, yeah. person. He always knows what's, what's going on. The, and then, um, he's know. the one true progressive. Uh, well, yeah. And I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad for that, but I feel like he also, he writes songs that get to the heart of, uh, of, of all like of uh political belief and thought you know mm-hmm. so it's spirituality mm-hmm. yeah and the, yeah. i mean this song you know definitely i feel like does all of that it's like because no matter who you are we can all agree that there is something wrong right with the world today but then he says i don't know what it is and i tell you what the first time i heard that song i was terrified i was like if steven tyler doesn't know what's right wrong, right what right. are we gonna do right what is it i mean is it uh, is it ISIS? Is it a an- yeah. is it another nine eleven? Um, I don't know. Probably something to do with some. Are we somebody. going back to I, Vietnam? I, mean, what, I don't know. You know, he doesn't know. No, but and so in that split second between that second line and that third line, I had like a mini panic attack. Man, I was like, oh my god, Steven Tyler doesn't know what to do. Right, and then he goes. And the thing is, is that whenever anything happens, the eyes of the nation automatically fixate on Boston. Mm-hmm. And 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 search for him because he's supposed right. to lead us. He's like a modern day Paul Revere. Mm-hmm. 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 Like he likes to sit and get and get drunk. Yeah. Like that's, I also heard he's a tinsmith on the side. Like Steven Tyler likes really? to make tin soldiers. Really? Yeah. What um is now? It's a thing interesting. with Boston. All the people in Boston, they're all like making silver or doing stuff with metal it's it's just that's interesting really because i thought he would be more he always struck me as more of a fur trader type of guy but he's a he's a, a metal or a metallurgist yeah is what you're telling me yeah he's all into metallurgy now is he now tell me if this is true or not now i heard this somewhere that he is creating those soldiers because he is also practicing uh, the black arts, and he he's he thinks that one day he'll be able to bring them to life, and he'll be able to lead them uh, onto the battlefield. 
to wage True. to wage war against what he considers an oppressive government. Also true. Oh, hmm. That is, you know, he. I just. I mean, I know we've talked about it a lot, but I just feel like I, I, I just can't believe the depth of of character and uh, and everything mm-hmm. that he possesses. You know. Yeah. You know, I think that's reflective in their music too, Justin, because. Like this song, for instance, you start out and you just got the guitar and the drums together. The two towers, right? right? The two pedestal, mm-hmm. pinnacles of rock and roll, two, guitar and oh drums. Oh my God, do you, wait, do you think this song was about 9-11? Well, you know, I know I did a little foreshadowing there when I said two towers. You did, but, you did. But just, just let, me, let, me, let me get out my theory here. Okay. So, it's all layered. You got your two. You got your guitar and your drums right at the beginning. Mm. Two. Mm-hmm. They start layering on top of each other. The the bass and the other guitar and the vocals and the background vocals. It's all this multi-layered, like, just a piece of art. Right. And you know the the lyrics talking about living on the edge and that there's something wrong and there's something wrong with our eyes and it's just all foreshadowing the 9-11 attacks. Right. I mean, well, and also because of the way that the um, the song, uh, it kind of goes in, you know, it, it's going along, like you think everything's okay. I mean, he's mm-hmm. being a little bit cryptic about stuff, and uh, it's, it's a little bit upsetting, you know, at first, because you're like, well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know mm-hmm. what's going on either. And then, you know, all of a sudden there's just like... Um, well, I mean, I guess it's not in the first minute. I can't really talk. We'll talk about it on a later one. Yeah, but, but I think we'll get what, to it. We'll it, get to it, guys. Just there's slow a down and stop chomping at the bit. I know everybody is like, I can't wait till that second verse. Yeah, but, but we're just focusing on the first verse and first chorus. This right, uh, and and uh, what I was gonna say is later on in the song, and this is a spoiler alert, just so everybody knows. Yeah. Um, but later on in the song, there's like this one. Um, there's this one snare hit that kind of stops everything, and I think that's symbolizing the plane, like the first plane, right? Mm-hmm. Like hitting the, the tower number one or whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's really, but that's later on. I mean, we we can't talk about it right now, really. But I, I just, you know, just yeah, if you're we'll ever get into it. if you listen to this song uh, recreationally outside of the podcast, like just keep an eye out for that or keep an ear out yeah. for that. I mean, <laughs> you know, uh, what I'm well, saying? you know. <laughs> that's very apt that you said that. That's very funny. Um, so, oh, could you imagine there was an Aerosmith app? Is there one? Can we have? If not, should we create one? I don't know. Maybe we should get on that. I think that's like one of those uh, things we could take to that uh, Dragon's Den or the Shark Tank or whatever or whatever, whatever monster it is now. Oh, um, I don't know. I don't even. Hey. I, I wait. What are what do you mean? What is this? What are you talking about? Well, you know, like when you have a good idea, you go to a dragon's den mm-hmm. or a shark's tank okay. or a Bigfoot's woods or whatever. Oh, and um, you oh, take your okay. thing out there and you try to like you you like make an offering, a sacrifice to the people, like whichever one you're at. You know, like you sacrifice to the dragon or the to the shark or whatever, and you say, hey. This is my idea, and then you burn some stuff, and then um, you get a message on whether or not you're going to be successful. Now, well, I mean, it's the new one, I mean, at least what I've heard, because uh, I know what you're talking about now. At first, I was like, I was scared, you know, a little bit, because yeah. I was like, I don't know about, I don't know. And then, but once you explained the concept, I remember, you know, I had heard that. Um, I heard that it's like actually the Mothman's Mound now. Oh, Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Well, um, that's what we need to do. We need to get down to Mothman's Mound and try to sell this idea of an Aerosmith app. I think. <laughs> I think the I best mean, way to be stupid not to. I think the best way to do that, and not that you know I know anything really about it, but I've always heard that the Mothman's still kind of mad about that Richard Gere movie that came out like years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, I feel like maybe the best way to get this app done is if we kidnap Richard Gere and sacrifice him uh, to the Mothman. You know what? I I see no flaws in that at all. Like yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. Like a hundred ten percent. Like you don't even know how much I agree with you on this. 
Like, I think that is a great idea. I think that, one, first of all, you came up with the idea to have this app. Stunning idea. Then you turn around and you give me another good idea right after that about kidnapping Richard Gere. I'm all on board. I, you know, I don't, I don't like to... I don't want to be the one who, like, brags or toots their own horn or anything, but, I mean, I, I am kind ah, of... Son, I, toot that horn. You know, I, I'm, I'm a bit of an idea man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm no Steven Tyler, but, you know, I'm doing my best out here. Yeah. Well, with him as a role model, how could you not be? No, I agree with that. I agree with that. Right. He's probably the best role model that we have in America. I, you know what? I agree. I agree. And he's doing the Lord's work out there. I mean, as evident by the next uh, set of lines here where he says, we're seeing things in a different way, and God knows it ain't his. So... It's really connecting us to the spirituality of Aerosmith and to the world, and, and he's telling us where we're going wrong. Right, and he's... And some of what we're doing is because God knows that we're looking at something and seeing it different than him. <laughs> right, and and he's not happy about this uh, at all. Because he's not surprised by it either. No. He says, just, it sure ain't no surprise. Right, exactly. It's just, he's like, you know, he's sitting there and he's like, God, well, these people just... Will they learn? Are they ever going to learn anything? Mm-hmm. And then, no. you know, are they going to be... Like, why can't they just see the situation the way I see it? You know what I mean? Like, he he sounds like a good... Like, the God that Steven Tyler has, um, has presented here sounds like what I consider to be, like, sort of a model husband type. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, he, he knows what's best for us. Uh, he wants us to see, like, you know... Like a good, like a good husband, good wife combination is that the man, you know, tells the woman, uh, you know, what to see and what she should think, and then she should do it. But if she doesn't, of course, he's going to get frustrated. Yeah, you know. I, I mean, I'm glad that Aerosmith really reinforces good, clean values. Yeah, I agree, and I think you're right on top of it. You know, it's like women are objects. We get it. Steven yeah, Tyler. Thank you. Like you're supposed to have sex with them in elevators. Like, dad, that's what they're for. I know. Right. Exactly. Right. And sometimes, you know, it's okay to, to dress up like them too. Yeah. But also, I mean, it's also okay. Apparently like, at least as far as I'm concerned with that song to be repulsed by someone dressing up as a woman too. Well, again, spoilers, I mean that's definitely a different, different podcast. Yeah, you know? we're also probably gonna break down the video. Like once we do the song, we're just talking about the audio right now. We're not even talking about the video component of this. Right. We're gonna we're gonna do that next week. We're gonna break down the same time. We're gonna talk about the same time frame, but just talk about the video. Yeah, I agree. Because there's plenty of stuff in the video that is just really takes this song to a whole nother level. Yeah, I think. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of like good imagery in that video. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of like, uh, I mean, there's also uh, if you it's star studded as well. Oh yeah, very much so. And also, uh, you know, keeping with him, you know, t- telling us about the future and uh, the song be about nine eleven. Like they're kind of performing in the ruins of a building, mm-hmm. sort of. So it's like. Saying, like, hey, guys, you better pay attention to this. I mean, you're not looking at it the way that God would, and if you did, then 9-11 wouldn't happen. But, you know, it yeah. did It did anyway, regardless of how much he tried to warn us. I mean, it's almost as if Steven Tyler is a <clears throat> soothsayer. Yeah, I would say, uh, you know, some some would call, uh, call him a farseer sometimes. A farseer? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that's a pretty cool term. I've never heard that before. Yeah, I like far seer. Yeah, far far far. What if a far seer goes outside and and gets cold? Is he a far sickle? Yeah, um, I think. Well, I mean, we'll have to ask uh, Stephen Tyler about that when we talk to him. Oh yeah, maybe we can put that in the letter. Let's okay. Let's. I know we don't have a whole lot of. Time. Oh, I didn't. Um, I. I well, yeah, we're we're almost done. But just, I wanted to tell you that. Uh, I know that I. I. We. I said before we should talk to him and stuff. But, 
Um, I actually have already already set that up. What? Yeah, it was uh, going to be a birthday present for you. No way, dude! You got to Where's Where's he at? Oh, he he's what? gonna be on the next episode. Really? Yeah, dude, that is awesome. But I'm kind of a little mad because we should have led with this. What? Well, we well, should have said right at the top of the podcast. Hey, next week we've got. In fact, we should have just had him on this episode, the first episode. Yeah, you're right. I mean, that is true because if we're gonna go back to talking about like how we like our fireworks, then well, well, you know, maybe you're right. maybe this one is just the warm up band for Aerosmith. Yeah, um, you know, like uh, Bush or something. Yeah, I think Bu- Bush is a good choice for that. Who, Who are some other good ones? Um, oh, uh, I mean, not you said Bush. Like that's the only thing I can have in my head. Like. Yeah, I'm constantly thinking about Bush. Yeah, me too. I just like it. Uh, so, I like them much better than the Bare Naked Ladies. I mean, I feel like they could. Well, I don't know if they could open for Aerosmith. I mean, who? Bare Naked Ladies yeah. or Bush? No, a, a Bare Naked Ladies. Well, I don't think that chick of the Chinese stuff is going to play with uh, old Stephen T. Old no, Stevie T. They're talking about like weird. Like wanting to have sex. Well, they they do talk about like it's kind of like they want to have sex with like anime girls, and Steven Tyler likes to have sex with people. So yeah, I mean that. Mm, I don't know. I don't. I maybe uh, we'll talk about it. Maybe silver chair. <gasps> Ooh, silver chair. Like I think that would work. probably be good. Yeah. Um, maybe uh, maybe your soul asylum. Maybe it's a soul asylum silver chair super band called. Soul Chair. Or Silver Asylum. Ooh. Silver Soul Chair Asylum. Yeah, that's a good... I like that. I don't know. We'll work it out. Yeah. I mean, In the meantime, we should talk about how the Aerosmith is like the most deep I mean I'm just I can't even begin to process what they were thinking when they wrote this song oh me neither uh, are we doing our like closing thoughts on it then because we're, we're out, almost out of time oh yeah I mean we can do that yeah I, I mean I don't know I, I can't but then again you know it's like presuming that you uh like, obviously, because Steven Tyler told us, it's like presuming that you know what God wants you to look at. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but we can't because we're stupid. Yeah. I think that's a pretty good summation of the first, you know, two stanzas. And, oh, we didn't even talk about the chorus. He repeats that living on the edge with the arpeggio guitar. And, you know, we didn't even talk about Tom Hamilton's very intricate bass line either. Like, oh, man. I know, but there's, I mean, there's a lot of layers to it. But obviously, we'll talk about all that over the course of the mm-hmm. next uh, nine or 12 episodes that it's we're going to do. It's like a tasty cake. This oh. song is a tasty cake. I it's agree. It's got many layers. I agree. Like a, like a German chocolate cake. Mm-hmm. Like a... Yeah. Like a, With that tasty, slimy coconut on top. Mm. You know, that that's... Steven Tyler is slimy coconut. I, yeah, and I feel like... If there's one texture that you want on a cake, it's probably sli- like slimy, right? Well, yeah, it helps it get down to your mouth. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. I'm sorry. I don't know why. Sometimes you say things and it just makes me very emotional. And I just burst burst into tears. A lot. It's understandable. It's hard. Like, uh, you know, I mean, I'm, but I feel like we've been talking about a very emotional subject. Yeah, and it's a highly charged atmosphere. Yeah, I agree. And plus, like, you know, I'm, I was nervous because I was going to tell you about Steven Tyler and then, like, mm-hmm. you know, so. So, yeah, so let's get, well, yeah, so how, you got this guy to be on our podcast. He's going to be on next week. Like, how long do, is he going to, like, how long, how's this going to work out? Oh, he said he was just going to, like, he, he was just gonna st- like he was just gonna stay the weekend. Oh, that's cool. Uh, so we have him. We're gonna just do an interview the whole weekend. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. That's what I figured. Why not? Oh, dude, we better like 
we better go get some prosthetic noses. We're going to be doing chief and down the cocaine. Oh, well, I, yeah, we're definitely going to be doing that. Uh, he loves that shit. Oh, sneeze. And then we got to get some um, Skittles. Hell yeah. What's his, did he give us a rider? Is that what he said in his rider? Just cocaine, his <laughs> daughter, and Skittles? Yeah. Uh, mineral water. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, some uh, prenatal vitamins. Apparently, that's how he keeps his hair so shiny. Oh, I thought it was some of that chondroitin stuff. No, apparently it's uh, prenatal Glucosamine. vitamins. It's a pre- prenatal vitamins is what he takes. He doesn't said. that like when you're taking those prenatal vitamins, doesn't that mean you can't drink? Um, I don't I don't know. Well, they say like pregnant women can't drink, and if you're taking prenatal vitamins, <laughs> look, I mean, look, they say they can't drink. They don't say they they shouldn't drink. Oh, oh, so you're saying he's living on the edge? Exactly, huh? exactly, Th- exactly. Oh, oh, comes around full circle. See, he's even better than I knew. Right? God, I'm never gonna be able to understand the depths of your awesomeness, Steven Tyler. It's true, but maybe next week we'll get uh, closer. You know. Well, yeah, we're going to be like, he's going to be in the same room. Of course, we're going to be closer. I mean, yeah, proximity-wise. Now, how close do you think we should get to him? I don't know. He seems like uh, he probably smells good, and he's probably real soft to the touch. Mm-hmm. So we can get close to him as we want. Yeah, he's like a supple leather. I, yeah, dude. He's like a little purse. Mm-hmm. I like it. I just he's wanna, a, a little just clutch. Wanna, he's like a little purse that I want to stuff myself inside of. Right, and just like, just like his, just like his music, just want to be in ensconced in it. Yeah, I love that word, ensconced. Yeah, I like it too. Yeah. It reminds me of um, not Tupperware, but home interior. Did you ever hear of that? Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, I've been inside of houses before. Yeah. Well, there used to be a company called Home Interior, and it was just like Tupperware. Where people were, it was like a pyramid scheme thing. Mm-hmm. My mom was vol- involved in it in the late 80s and early 90s, where, you know, it was like pictures and they also sold sconces. And those were things to hang on the wall that you put candles in, like it's the 1800s or something. Oh, yeah, I like those. Uh, yeah, and I just always loved that word, sconce. Yeah, I, and, uh, yeah, I want to be. I think it's like a great word that could, should be reappropriated to something else. You know how they like they said that, uh, you know, those young stupid kids today say ratchet when something's like messed up, or they say uh, that's cool AF, uh, you know, and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. how they do that? Yeah, I've heard well, that. Well, maybe we should take the word sconce and make it mean something else. Like, oh man, I just totally sconced my pants or. Uh, no, I think it dude, should be that kickflip was totally sconced. Yeah, man. there you go. That's better. It has to be something positive. Like, positive. Like like living on the, the edge is a sconce song, bro. What? Living on the edge is a sconce song. Hell yeah, it's sconce. Sconce as fuck. Because you sconce believe it that it's awesome. I agree. Um, well, I think we've covered a lot of good ground here. I think there's a lot for people to chew on. Yeah. Uh, until the I next agree. episode um, that we can do. You're going to put the music on the outro, too, right? Why not? Well, yeah. I mean, but it'll only be that first minute, though. Hell, yeah. That's the best. It's one of the best minutes in rock and roll history. I agree. I heard it's single-handedly what got them into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Well, yeah. I mean, if you wrote the... If you wrote... Okay, of course. If you wrote the greatest song that's ever been written, then, yeah, of course you're going to get automatically in it. Yeah. I agree. And I think that, uh, you know, for once... For once in our lives, Justin, we've done something good here. I agree. Yeah. I really feel like people are going to listen to this podcast and they're going to be floored. (laughs) Like, I can't believe just last week we didn't, you know, before we started recording this, you know, a little behind the scenes here, guys. Like, last week we weren't sure what we were going to do. And we we pulled it together and we decided to do this, this, this living on the edge. And it's great. It's a great thing. And I, I just, I, I'm just overwhelmed with joy. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I, I think it's and a, I think it's a real format that's gonna stick real well. Mm-hmm. I remember, 
You know, at the beginning of the podcast, I asked you where were everybody remembers where they were the first time they heard Aerosmith. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'll remember where I was when I first heard you say we should do a podcast about Aerosmith. Oh yeah, um, where were you? Oh, I was uh, at my brother's wake. Oh wow! Why were you talking? To, what, don't, didn't you have like stuff to do there? I mean, I was. It was already at the point where I was like the food part. You know, oh like yeah, where yeah. you could eat food, and we were just. I I don't know. I was just standing around eating, and you sent me that message, and then I was like reading the message, trying to deflect. You know, I, I just. And then that perked up my day. I'm really glad that I looked at my phone because that's the day my life changed. Well, that's also when like you basically like read that message and just left, right? Yeah. Because yeah, you were like, I well, got he's, out of there. I mean, you know, I had to come right over to your house and be yeah. like, okay, let's get this recorded. Because you were like, yeah, you were just like, I, you know, he's dead anyway. What's he going to do? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, what does it matter? I'm tired of living on the edge. I got to get a grip. Uh-huh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, and I got to pump up the volume. Pump I, uh, is a CD of theirs. Yeah, I, I, uh, I know it was a stretch. Um, yeah, it was a little, but it's are okay. You, are you ready to take a permanent vacation from this podcast until next week? <laughs> I, I, I am. You know uh, it. Dream on. <laughs> All right. Well, we will uh, be back next week with Steven Tyler, our special guest for a 48-hour yeah, podcast God. extravaganza. I can't. Wait! Smith Stravaganza, I mean. Smith, yep. One of those. All right, everybody. This huh. has been Justin and Patrick on the Living on the Edge podcast, reminding you to always live on the edge. And uh, don't get crazy. <laughs> yeah, dude. That was great. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. Solid reference. Surprise!